Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. tell you, I have been in connection with Sanaa for mm, a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. It's been almost like a decade. And I remember Sanaa saying, you know, I do want love coach cats, but I don't know about right now. And guess what popped up on my Facebook, y'all? Guess what popped up on my Facebook? Sanaa is engaged! What? <laughs> So I want to introduce you to my good friend, Sana, who is an entrepreneur, who is running an amazing community of HR professionals. <sighs> over, over, over 35, girl. Mm-hmm. She just turned 40, y'all, and is newly engaged. So let's welcome Sana. Thank you so much, Coach Cass, and anyone listening. I am so happy to be here. So tell us, girl, tell us, well, let's back it up, back, back, back it up. Like, tell us a little bit of your love journey. What has been some of your struggles when it comes to love? What, where have you been? Tell us where you've been before you tell us where you got to. Gotcha. As long as I can remember, I've always been the relationship type, right? Playing the field. I did it in my 20s. It was fun, but it wasn't my first natural state. And so I've always wanted to be in something monogamous and healthy, except I wasn't in a position to attract that type of person. And so lifelong of work and therapy and growth and spiritual healing and all that good stuff that happens when you want more for yourself. I started moving into my thirties and right out of grad school, I met a gentleman who was my rebound guy. I had been dating someone across the country and turns out during a small break, he got another woman pregnant. So, so, yeah, so it was a lot for me to handle. And so in the midst of my heartbreak, I found another gentleman. And in hindsight, I knew he wasn't it but I needed to be attached and loved on. And so I took what was in front of me because it wasn't awful, right? It wasn't awful, but I definitely could have done better for myself. And not that he's a bad guy, he just wasn't my guy. And we spent almost eight years together. Eight years, Oh. Now I know somebody listening right now is like, that's me, that's me. I've been with this guy way too long. Oh my goodness. So what made you stay that long? Probably a lack of confidence that I could go back out into the world and be okay single and or find a mate that was really suited for me, right? I, you know, it's one thing to intellectually believe something. Like I intellectually believed I deserved a good guy. I was doing all the right things in my career. I was a decent person, love people, give back, all that good stuff. But I wasn't confident that he was out there, right? How many sort of below par dudes do you meet before you're like, oh, right? And I've gone through the gamut. I mean, you know, I've dated married men in my 20s, which was god awful. You know, looking back, I was like, oh, this is exciting. No, it wasn't. It was totally improper. 
but you learn, you live and you learn. And, you know, fast forward, I got into this relationship and I realized I just wanted to attach myself to something that would sort of cover me from what I was experiencing out in the dating world, right? And so I accepted less than what I deserved. And I stayed way too long. And then the moment I decided I was done, I was done. And I walked away and literally that was two years ago, September, 2020 would have made two years. And in the midst of this two year healing period, post that eight year breakup relationship, I decided that I didn't want to repeat patterns. So I broke up with him in September. I was in a therapist seat in November. And I said to her, listen, my goal is I can't repeat what I just did. I said, I deserve better, but I have to believe it below the neck right? Not just intellectually, I have to believe it below the neck. And so my goal was to get with a therapist who was a woman of color, who could understand. And I started deep diving. And from that journey, I started answering this question she kept posing to me, who are you? She kept saying, who are you? Who are you? And it's, she was like, I don't care about the music you like, what restaurants you like to dine at. I want to know who are you, right? I started learning how to trust my first mind, my first self. And one of the things I discovered was that I grew up in foster care. And one of the things when you come through any amount of trauma or certain types of uh, upbringings, sometimes you can't trust what's in front of you right? You never know when it's not going to be there. You never know when it will be taken away. And so therefore you don't learn to trust yourself. And so I had a hard time trusting myself. You know, why was I asking my friends about, should I stay or should I go as if, right? It's like, why, why don't you know that for yourself? Right. You know, you're just looking for confirmation. Basically, look, and so I worked through that journey and then I just got healthy and I dated a little apps a little bit. And then here comes COVID. And now at this point, COVID hits and I have this prime opportunity to leave my full-time gig, which, oh, by the way, was just an opportune time and to make another dream come true, which was I relocated from the East coast to the West coast. <gasps> so I'm in the middle of COVID. You know why I decided that I wasn't going to make decisions out of fear. I was going to really manifest. I had been manifesting California for a long time. Everything from changing passwords to reflect my vision and saying it when it made sense. And everybody knew, I just didn't know when to take the leap. And so when COVID hit and we all were working from home, business started picking up, I was like, this is the time. And so I packed up my entire life because I spent 16 years in the DC, Maryland area. And I put what I put the most essential things in a pod and I made it here November 1st of 2020. And I was minding my business coach cast, minding my business, right? So I'm um, two years out of this relationship. I'm minding my business. Business is booming. I'm in this sunny San Diego area. Now we're in the middle of COVID. I'm going, who in the heck am I going to meet? Right. Now, my aunt, who's eight years older than I, kept saying, get on BLK, this app for Black folks. And she said, get on this app, get on that app. And she had just found the love of her life, who they're about to get married soon, on OkCupid. 
look on okay cupid but she's right under 35 she look she don't qualify but uh but but you know i was like i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy i wanted to get used to this new surrounding but when i would have downtime i didn't know anybody here i jump up on the app just to see who was out there let me tell you i was like oh this is bogus this is crazy all these matches no one's saying anything they're liking you with the little icons, but not starting conversations. Right. And, you know, and I was clear that everybody in COVID is on these apps. So what what they say, those internet streets were crowded. So, so right. So, I mean, you're just a dime a dozen, right? And so one day there was a gentleman who slid into my DMs on BLK and he, I just, his conversation, it was polite and it was just straight to the point though and he was asking about me and how am I and all of this other stuff and then our conversation started going and I could tell off right off the rip that he had a good sense of humor and that he could hold the conversation and so I was like all right let's take this off the app I was like eh, let's go so then we moved from the dms on the app to text now at this point we're texting back and forth and I don't have a priority for communicating with him. I'm actually, I probably could have taken it or leave it, left it, wouldn't have bothered me any. And so we're talking, we're talking and I finally go, I like him, something about this guy. I said, let's video chat. Now keep in mind, I'm nervous because I'm like, what if he says no? All the little things that go in your head. And he goes, all right, let's do it. But because of his work hours, we could never nail it down. We probably went over a week doing this. Can you FaceTime? Hey, during this time, did you think he was catfishing you? At so here, I thought that potentially he had another woman. Uh -huh. I really thought he had a whole life happening and was trying to fit me in. That felt like it was screaming at me. But I also was like, well, don't be presumptive. Look, try not to be the bearer of my own bad news. <laughs> but I did. I thought, oh, he's he's doing something. And so we finally connected. We couldn't do FaceTime this particular night because the girl had on her bonnet. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to look, de-bonnet myself, put on lipstick. I said, no, because his hours were pretty late. So we jumped on the phone about nine, 10 o'clock at night, maybe more like eight, nine. And we had a four hour conversation and we both didn't want to get off, but we both had to get to work the next day. And we have been communicating ever since. And it's crazy how he is the most unsuspecting guy. I would have never picked him out of a lineup. If you would have given me resumes, I'd have said, oh, no, I'm good. But what I allowed myself to do is I allowed myself to really get clear about who he said he was. I was looking for that to match some of the things that he was saying he wanted to do, like to see, to see me, to do X, Y, Z and all of those things. And at first when I was talking to him, I was like, well, he sure does talk a lot about himself. Right. And what I did, what I realized is I said to him probably three days in, I go, you never ask me questions about me. He's like, no, 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 I'm interested in you. He said, I just had so much that I couldn't just, 
you know, share with others, there's something about you. I felt like I could give it all to you. And you were just like, they're listening. And he goes, no, I want to know who you are. I know coach Cass. I was like, so he was like, no, don't think that at all. And so I was like, okay, just checking to see if you weren't narcissistic right. or. <laughs> <laughs> and. Let me tell you, it was whirlwind. And after a week, if that, of being in each other's presence, he said, I want to marry you. Let's get married. He's like, let's just do it. I said, okay, let's do it. Coach Cass, and let me tell you, everyone who knows me knows that is not who I am. I'm a calculated risk taker. I think things through. I've been manifesting things, but I need the path ahead. And I always told myself, and this was my truth at the time as I was coming through my adulthood, is I could close my eyes and navigate my career. But my personal life, whew, I need your eyes, my eyes, their eyes. I didn't trust myself with it, right? And so here I am allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling, not rejecting it, not talking myself off ledges, and just allowing myself to march to my own, the beat of my own drum. And I've told my family, I've met, he's originally from San Diego. So I've, I had a chance to meet his huge family. They're so welcoming. And it's been a great experience in this very short amount of time. Um, and people will say, oh, I would have said, she crazy. Look, that sister is crazy. That'll work for her, but not me. I'm telling you. And if my own sister had come to me, I'd have been scared to death for her. I'd have been like, you don't know him. You don't know him. But one of the things that I have heard from people that do know me is, Sana, you make good decisions. So I'm trusting that this is yet another one. And I'm not going into this coach cast feeling like I have guarantees. I just know that I want to honor. I mean, I've taught myself over my lifetime to honor how I feel to honor it. I've sat through it. I've mentally digested. I've emotionally digested. I've reconciled mental and emotional. And it's still the same on the other side of the equation. All right. So y'all heard it here first, right? So this is Sana, an HR professional. Okay. So she knows how to do the background check of the background check of the checks and the checks of all the checks. And mm -hmm. she has decided in her spirit that this is the man for her. So now we need some logistical situations because there's a lot of ladies out here that are saying to themselves, because of a pandemic, I need to sit in a back corner and do nothing and just pray <laughs> that my Boaz is going to come down from the ceiling <laughs> and find me. So <laughs> in terms of the apps, right? So you, you talked about the frustration, which many women feel. You talked about getting off the app to the text so how did you actually get to in-person? What was that? Did you, did you do the FaceTime first to make sure there was a true attraction? Like, what did you do there from, the, from the, that four-hour phone call to actually seeing each other? What was that like? So that's interesting because I hadn't FaceTimed him up to that point. And in fact, what ended up happening was we started talking at the very top of that particular week. So maybe Monday, fast forward to that Saturday. He said, meet me at the beach here in San Diego. A couple of us are hanging out, socially distancing, doing a little barbecue. I was like, eh, I would probably prefer not to meet you the first time around. What a whole 
you know, people, even though it was a close knit. And I said, but I said, come, come to where I am. Let, let's just meet up in my neighborhood. Let's come, come to where I am. And the rest is history. And so that was that evening, but he was, he invited me out. He said, let's walk the boardwalk. You know, I'll be as safe as you want me to be here in COVID. And I just made the decision. I want to be closer to my territory in case, you know, you got to make a quick, nice to meet you. Gotta go. But we have been literally together every day since the day I met him on that Saturday. And I have made the best decision. You know, it's funny. I've said to him that as I've gotten older, there is nothing more clear to me than getting with someone who has your values, right? And that person isn't going to look potentially sound, show up in the manner in which you've always dreamed of. Heck, I remember <laughs> watching Ricky Lake's show back in the day, and she had this show where like these men came on to talk about the extreme way they got their wife's attention and one ran in the middle of traffic as they were stuck in New York City because he had to meet her. Now I'm a 13, 14 year old going, that's so amazing. I want someone to run in traffic and get out their car for me, right? That was the version of my white horse. Um, look, I'm from Brooklyn, so I'm pretty sure no horses were rolling through. But, you know, a Nissan Sentra in the middle of, uh, you know, Chinatown is probably more likely. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I'm going to tell you about him so that this makes it even more clear. He's from California and in California amongst the black community, a lot of them are in gang, in gang culture. And he was a former Crip and when he was younger and has absolutely reformed himself. He's 43 years old. He has a great job in the trucking industry, great dad, he's solid and he's just awesome. You know what I mean? Like he's just an awesome guy. And you couldn't have told me I was picking some guy who was a former crip, I would have been like, no, is you crazy? Right. But I also know that the way I used to judge men, I have to see things a little bit differently. Like that, that was when that man was 20, 21 ish. And here we are fast forward to 43 years old. He's transformed his life and he's not, I didn't get with him and he's starting to clean himself up, right? Like he made decisions way before he met me to build a life, to prepare himself to be a better man, a better dad and all of those things. And so now here I am meeting him and he's got this story and he's battle tested. You hear me? So he's like, and that's what he, that's what he frame. That's how he frames it. He goes, I'm battle tested, babe. He's like, he's like, I know that I'm not squeaky clean. Like you normally would date. I go, but that's okay. But he is the most, he is more loving and more attentive in the way he speaks to me the way he just operates around me. And he has the highest regard for the women in his life that I just get to watch it. You can see how they interact with him. And because his family is so large, it's hard to fake it. If you're terrible, you don't just all of a sudden start picking up being nice because Sana's around. He honors the women in his life. And so that was huge for me. Oh man. So I, I hope everybody's hearing all these gems that you're dropping, Sana. So the man, the character of the man that he is, not what's in his bank account, 
not what his resume says Mm-mm. he is because the resume and the bank account can go just like that anyway. So. Are you kidding? Of course, I'm in HR. Listen, I could beef that resume up. We could get somebody to beef it up. You know, you got to remember, and even when he and I talked, one of the, the, the major factors also is where did he want to be? Like, love after 40 for me is not just love. It's in marriage after 40 for me, it's can we build a business together? Where do you want to go? And he's like, yeah, I want to own my own trucking company. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm well on my way. And I said, okay. So I'm teaching him manifestation and he's so open. So I've taught him a couple of manifestation tricks and he's just open. And he's like, I am, he's like, you're a breath of fresh air. This is stuff I've never done. And I'm here. And so the growth mindset, you know, growth mindset. Yes. He's open. So he's not just saying, nah, ma, I'm good with what I'm doing. No, he's like, listen, I'm open to it. We could learn together. I'm willing to learn from you and from others. I'll watch the video. And so that's also for the people listening, right? The man that you meet may not be at the stature, but if he's open, like you can always help him grow. You know, that's what marriage is for. That's what marriage is for, is to help you grow together. Oh, 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 I love it. So, so now I was in a conversation the other night and a few single ladies, and they were talking about, well, you know, I just found out about the, the Colby's test and the Myers-Briggs, and now they, they're talking about handing out these tests to potential mates to see if they're truly compatible. So <laughs> I know you know all the tests. So what do you what do you have to say about that, Sanaa? Do you think that single ladies should now be handing out test codes? <laughs> Are they willing to take the test themselves? I mean, I want you to think about this, right? There are no guarantees, but one thing I found is when you get clear about you, you'll pick better. You can trust your picking skills. And so if you are having a picking issue, and I don't mean I won't, listen, I don't know what's going to happen with him and I, I know that this feels really right now and my level headed self, I'm like, look, sometimes I'm scaring myself like, girl, you are doing this. You're about to get married. I know. But let me tell you, no Myers-Briggs ever keeps an employee guaranteed to an employer and it's not going to keep him guaranteed as the one. And it, it doesn't matter what personality assessment he takes. You need to make sure you are in the best spiritual, mental, emotional place you can be minding your own business, right? Minding your own business. Mind your own business. Little app action, little app action if you want to, little, little third party referral process, wherever you're getting your potential loves from, you need to be in a position where when you see it, smell it, hear it, you'll know if it's for you. And when you, sm- when you see something that's a red flag, don't ignore it right? That's a part of that growth within yourself. Oh my goodness. Ooh, I'm, I'm just loving, I'm just loving all of this. Tonight. Ah, so have you guys picked a date? Are you doing a wedding wedding? Are you doing a virtual wedding? What you doing? So we're going to live stream, but it's going to be super simple. I love La Jolla Cove here in the San Diego area. So I'm probably going to do it there. We haven't really, we're not rushing, but it's first quarter. So we know we're not going to make it to second quarter without being married. I know. And so for me, it's just a very exciting time and I cannot be happier. And so I would say to anybody listening, just 
if you are in a place where you know you got more work to do on you, step back from them apps and work on you. Because if I was in a hot mess place where I potentially was right after a breakup and all that other stuff, I could have missed him mistreated him, right? All kinds of things that could have happened, but I recognized that this was it. And it's funny, my aunt keeps sending me YouTube videos of people who were married after a month, married after five months, you know? She's sort of like, I'm on board, girl. Look, I'm here for all of this. She's like, I'm supporting you. And I am also, most people, because of who I am and who they know me to be, even if they're scared for me, sort of, in the background or a little bit, they're like, look, you make good decisions, girl. So we're gonna roll with this one. But then I do have a friend who's a little bit in her, her space about my situation. But the one thing I know is I, and I'm, I've told her and I'll keep telling her, this is where I am, right? There are no guarantees. I spent eight years with a man who never pulled out a ring on me. Never. Oh, girl, we picking that. We were picking that out online the other day. Yes. So, yeah, girl, look, you know, you can't just roll up in stores, especially in Cali because of COVID being so bad here. Mm -hmm. COVID is really, really bad. So, I know, I know. Look, I'm like, as long as I got one carrot in the center, I'm happy. I don't really care about all the other rest. It doesn't matter. Things that really don't matter. Oh, I'm so excited for you. So, do you have a question for me? I do. You know, I think most importantly, have you seen this? And what would you think, or what would you suggest I do moving forward in this process as I've identified someone as a potential mate? Now what? That's, that's a big one, right? So now to be in that wonderfully healthy, happy relationship for life, right? Because that's the, that's, that's the goal. When you say I do, when you say I will, when you say I want you, it's like, okay, I want this to be real. So mm -hmm. to set that foundation, I recommend a good premarital class together, right? And I know that you said first quarter, so you have a little bit of time, right? Mm -hmm. so, so search, research, they have many virtual classes now, but don't do one of those that is just two days or a couple hours. Do like an eight week thing where yeah. you once a week, go into a different topic, right? So it's doing the finances, it's talking about your expectations, it's talking about all the things, but alongside a curriculum. So yes, you might bring it up if you have a couple chapters in a book, but if you're a part of a class, there's a dynamic that changes and the conversation that you have will help you just to learn each other better, right? So this will help you understand, you know, the, the depths of who you are. So as you move into the marriage, you're more clear-minded. And I, I specifically remember taking a premarital class uh, with my husband. And um, I thought that after we got married, I just wouldn't have to work, right? Like it just, just, I just, you know, just forget it, you know? And if I had a baby, like really like work what? And he was looking at me like, huh? What, what you talking about, girl? He's like, uh, that's not what I signed up for. Uh-uh. That's not what I signed up for. So it was really good. And then on his side, his mama did everything. You know, everything. My husband is Haitian. So, you know, the Caribbean oh. mom that owns the business, that does everything, that puts out the plate, picks up the plate. I, I, I was I was just like, I'm 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 not her. Okay. It's just look, look, I love you. Love you. <laughs> but 
but you're going to pick up your plate. <laughs> and uh, it's something that comes up every now and then, but you know, we, we're clear on how we serve each other. So understanding that, so one is a really good premarital class. Two is think about, pray about, manifest about a true mentor couple, right? Because you're your relationship will have its ebbs and flows, its waves and whatever. So you want to have a mentor couple that believes in marriage, that you admire in terms of how they live their life, their business, their faith. You guys align with that couple so that when you have those alts or when you just want to have fun, this is a couple that you can vibe with and come to and be like, all right, so this is what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't really go to mom and auntie all the time because they're never going to forget whatever you tell them, right? So you really want to have that mentor couple that you could be like, all right, bare bones, this is our disagreement. Who's right? I, I know I, I feel like I should be right. He feels like he should be right. And we're here in the who's right conversation. So please mm -hmm. tell us about ourselves. Or if we're both wrong, let us know. You know, you need that bear your soul type of relationship with another couple to help you through those times. So it really is building a community of love. I have a TED talk on it, building community of love, but it's, but it's really surrounding yourself with people that will also celebrate your marriage and not continue. You know how you had that one girlfriend that had a lot to say? So that will not drop those seeds of doubt. Like once you guys are definitely like, we are here, pay attention to who you have in your circle and say, okay, well, we might have to make a few distancing policies if we're going to move forward because we need people to lift us up we need people yeah. to think we can do this and that's what we need to surround ourselves yeah those that's great actually that's great advice because i thought about the premarital but the mentor couple that is that's powerful yeah. and so he and i have got to talk about who what that looks like i know he's got a couple of friends that have actually interestingly enough have sort of had his same background and have transitioned from out of that gang life and are now successful business owners here in San Diego, you know, and really progressive in the community. We just went to a charity event where several, you know, groups that were former gang members were giving out toys. I mean, so for me, he's like introducing me into his world and I'm open. Now I can't tell you at first, I was like, you did what? And, you know, and I was a little scared. I was like, mm. but I want you to know that I, I couldn't, I just, I wouldn't trade it. I just wouldn't trade it. And when he always tells me he's battle tested, he shows me he's battle tested. He's showing me. And that's the other part too is, is, you know, a lot of times we get with partners who like to give us a lot of lip service right? And they'll promise us they'll go to couples counseling and they promise us they'll do better or they say next time and that never comes. We have to make sure that when you are at this age above 35, if their words don't ma match their actions, you cannot force them into it and tell them, come see you when they're ready. So as you meet these friends, check out the women that they're with, you know, because it's like couples dating, you know, it's like next level now. Now you got to figure out who's a couple that you actually both like, <laughs> the guy and the woman, right? Okay, I think I like her. Let's see if he likes the guy, you know? <laughs> well, we're going to a party on Saturday. So I'm like, okay, let's see. Cause he talks highly about this one couple. I go, well, okay, let's see if I like her. And if so, they may be able to be our, our mentor couple. That's but, you know, I'm just open to it, you know? And with virtual world, heck, I don't care if my mentor couple lives in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah.
that. So just, just start to pick that up. I specifically have five couples in my circle, my inner circle. And we specifically do like a, a Bible study every week on Mondays. That's my faith and that's what we do. And it's helpful to us because then we call each other out weekly. And then we have our older mentor couple that we'll do like a quarterly thing, conversation with check-in type of thing. So, you know, just, just take a look at, you know, who you're vibing with and see how you guys do. And, and that really helps you to have a, a happier marriage is the circle that you vibe in, you know, versus it just being the two of you all the time, which is beautiful, right? But sometimes we operate too much in a silo. So I like yeah. the fact that you're getting out and meeting his folks and his people and all the things, you know? And then also take a look at the family dynamics before you insert yourself in. Meaning, and I won't say this is my family, <laughs> just in case people listening, I'm gonna say <laughs> somebody else's family, but I, I certainly did notice some, some tension in some areas of a certain family, okay? Oh, okay. And okay. I decided not to insert myself into that, right? So I am an outlier, right? So I'm there for the family functions, but I don't get too involved in the family conversation. So then I'm not in the drama, right? So sign me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. Mm -mm. I'm not in and, what, and what's amazing is he says, his goal for, for us and for me is to not ever have me deal with that. I have, it's very rare. He is like this provider protector and I, I absolutely adore it. Adore it. It's like, you, you know, it's just, I just, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, consider the fact that the possibility that there's another possibility, it's, it's real, right? That who you think he is and how he's going to show up, and what he's going to look like and how squeaky clean his past is and how long and, and rich that bank account is, that may not be it. So just know he and I will be building businesses and I hope to be back here with you telling all your women about the up date but the true update right like i am i've always been this type i want to talk about the challenges i want to talk about our moments for growth our moments of weakness so that there's opportunity for others to not think oh yeah i'm about to get me one of those off blk no <laughs> right okay so for everyone listening how can they find you sana like if they just want to follow you, be a part of your journey, support your business, what celebrate you, send you kudos. How do they find you? Awesome. So I have a personal Facebook page. And if you're not connected to me, you can send me a message. It's Sanaa, S-A-N-A-R-A-S-U-L-H-R-G uh, is my handle, facebook.com slash Sanaa Rasul, H-R-G. And so I really hope that if there's any questions or anyone wants to reach out. I am an open book as best as possible. But the best advice his aunt gave us a, about three days ago was she, she said, keep your business in your bedroom like you do your sex, unless you're an exhibitionist like me. And then we'll talk about the strategy. I said, I said, auntie, I said, auntie, I said, auntie. I said, okay, okay, auntie. So so, so, you know, there are going to be some things I got to keep private, but I'll do my best to share whatever I can to support any woman looking for love. I love it. <laughs> Hilarious. Right, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your truth. And I, I know people, women were blessed by this episode and we will have you back for the update.
Awesome. Have you ever said to yourself, you know what? I'm not desperate. I'm not thirsty, but I would definitely love to be in a great relationship. Listen, if you're a professional woman that is always on the go and you really haven't made time for love and you're really wondering how do you even do that? Join me for the Success in Love Summit, February 6, 2021. This event used to be a three-day event where you'd have to get on a plane, get hotel, all the things, but I have put the best of the best, the meat of the meat into four hours yes girl that you could join in virtually so join in get your ticket now tell a girlfriend we have so much fun in this wonderful wonderful summit you're really going to learn what's been holding you back when it comes to love what are some of the trends and what do you need to do next in order to have the love that you truly desire this is specifically for the woman that wants real love and just doesn't know how Let's do it. Go to successinlovesummit.com. It's all in the show notes, successinlovesummit.com.